Hello, I'm Natasha Mirosh. Welcome to Extra Virgin Postcards, where I invite a guest from around the world to share what they love about where they live, what there is to see and do, and where to eat and drink. You'll get insights that only a local would know. So whether you're looking for destination information or just armchair travelling, let this Extra Virgin Postcard take you away. Hi, my name is Amanda Mutaki, and I am a travel writer, blogger, and tour company operator in Marrakesh, Morocco. I'm originally from the United States. However, I moved to Morocco nine years ago with my Moroccan husband and our children to have a different experience and to raise our kids to understand both of their cultures. We currently live in Marrakesh, which is probably one of the most popular cities in Morocco that many people have heard of. It's in roughly the middle of the country, bordered by the High Atlas Mountains, about two hours inland from the Atlantic coast. It is a desert-ish city. (laughs) I say ish only because there is a lot of greenery and that's something that people don't expect when they come. Um, We have a lot of trees and a lot of flowers and scenery and whatnot, but there's definitely plenty of sand also. (laughs) As I mentioned, we've lived here for nine years and in that nine years, we decided to create a food tour company because I believe people best experience a place, any place through food and everybody has to eat. So it made natural sense that we kind of went with uh, food because it's a passion of ours. And I realized this because the first time I came to Morocco, I walked away and hated Moroccan food because it was the same thing that we ate over and over and over again. And I wanted to be able to show people how diverse um, Moroccan cuisine and Moroccan culture really is. So On that note, a little bit about Marrakesh and the people that live here. It's a big city, which I think a lot of people don't also understand because they spend most of their time when they come to visit in a very small part of the city. So it's usually concentrated in the Medina area, which is the old city. But Marrakesh has a population of 1.2 million people. Of that, about 250,000 people live in the Medina. So it's a very small chunk of what the city actually is. And in the last 10 years, the population has has kept growing and growing and growing. So it's become quite a large city. However, and something that I don't know you get with all big cities is that it still has a very small town feel in a lot of ways. Neighborhoods are very close to each other. People still help each other. There's really a sense of community, even in a relatively big space, people really help each other. So it's very common too, that you just bump into people that, you know, even, even though there's like a million people, it's very common to run into people that, you know, so it's an interesting dichotomy that I don't think a lot of people realize when they come to visit. But if you know, it's something to pay attention to because I think it brings a unique character to what Marrakesh is. Um, I mentioned a little what it looks like. Uh, One of the defining characteristics of Marrakesh is that it's called the Red City. And there's a reason it's called the Red City because it's red. (laughs) All of the buildings are a shade or a variety of shades of pinkish red hues and there's actually you're not allowed to paint houses anything outside of the prescribed colors so 
there's a certain palette of, of reds and pinks that you're allowed to use to paint the outside of houses. But outside of that, you're really not supposed to, especially in certain areas of the city. Now, as the suburbs grow and there's different kind of outcroppings of the city, it's changing a little bit. They're a little flexible with it. Something else that you'll notice about Marrakesh is that there's a lot of palm trees and that is obviously natural. There are oasis that where, where date palm trees grew, but it's also illegal to cut down palm trees in Marrakesh. So if you want to take down a tree, it will cost you 1000 euros to take a tree out. <laughs> yeah. So that's why you'll see lots of palm trees. The other really, really defining thing and it's is very evident right now because we're just coming to the tail end of winter is that Marrakesh is framed by the high Atlas mountains, which are a very tall mountain range that I also don't think many people realize about Morocco. And in the winter, they're snow covered. So from the desertish, you know, city of Marrakesh, if you look out towards the Atlas mountains, you'll see plenty of palm trees in your view. And then behind those, you'll see the snowy capped high Atlas mountains. So it's a really striking contrast that is just beautiful. It's one of the reasons that I fell in love with Marrakesh. Now, if you're coming to visit, what is there to do and see in Marrakesh? There is a lot. And I feel like every single day, there's something new popping up. Most people, like I mentioned, tend to stick to the Medina area, which is the old city of Marrakesh, the historical center. And there you'll find, of course, museums, you'll find restaurants, you'll find all of the the things that you can find in any guidebook that talk about, you know, that talks about the city. And I think that that's an important thing to go and see because that's the heart of the country and just spend time. I think one thing that I would describe Marrakesh about it's less about what can you do and what do you, how, and how do you spend your time? It's not checking off things to do. Marrakesh is a place to go and just enjoy life. So that might be walking in the souks and taking time to stop and see a person who's building a leather purse by hand, you know, start to finish. Um, it might be popping up on one of the rooftops because we have hundreds of rooftops that have dining and, you know, lounge opportunities and whatnot um, that you can see the whole city spread out on top on you know in front of you and enjoying a drink and just taking the time to really enjoy life i mentioned the mountains a very popular trip to do is to go to the mountains from marrakesh you can be actually skiing in the winter on the high atlas mountains in about an hour so it's about an hour drive and you can be skiing but there's also lots of villages there's restaurants there's hiking opportunities all within you know an hour drive another trip outside of the city would be to the agathe desert so if you can't make it all the way to the sahara desert which is quite far from Marrakesh. It's about an eight hour drive. The Agafé Desert is just outside the city, about 45 minutes, and it has lots of desert camps and you can do glamping and you can ride camels or ATVs or go in one of the, you know, swimming pools because there's swimming pools at most of the camps too. And that's a really fun activity that people do. And my third suggestion would be to take a hammam. So this is a very traditional Moroccan bath, uh, a bathhouse, different than a Turkish hammam, similar but different. And they range from the local neighborhood hammam where people like literally go once a week to take a bath to very high end spa like hammams. And it's just a really relaxing, unique, cool, cultural experience that I think defines 
you know, Morocco in a lot of ways. I think it really gets you to know a lot about the, the country. On a weekend, so for me, on a weekend, I have three kids. So my weekends look a little different <laughs> than they might look if I was a single person. Um, but I would say on a whole, for most people, sports are a big popular thing that people do, especially football soccer for me for Americans but um, football is a popular thing to do families also tend to go and have like picnics they'll go to like an olive grove um, to have a picnic Um, they might go to the mountains and take a hike for me I tend to go out with my friends on the weekends or go and try new restaurants that's my big thing Um, (laughs) I'm always on the lookout for what restaurants are new and what's popping up and luckily my kids are little foodies too so we have a lot of uh, weekend adventures going and trying new things and I think that's a good way to start talking about where to eat and drink in Marrakesh and you will have a lot of options something that I like to I don't want to say warn something that I like to tell people about where to eat and drink is that Moroccan people don't go out to eat Moroccan food So most of the restaurants that you will find that are preparing Moroccan food are doing it for tourists. This can be okay, but this also can mean that the the quality might not be what it would be if you were eating in someone's home. So for me, it's very hard to judge Moroccan restaurants in Marrakesh because I know, you know, what this what the split looks like. That's not to say there aren't great restaurants. There are really good restaurants. But if you're looking for high, high quality Moroccan food, you know, expect to go to either a really hole in the wall place where there's, for example, workers that are going to have their lunch. Um, Also, lunch is the bigger meal of the day. So you'll likely find more traditional Moroccan foods at lunchtime. Or go to, you know, a much higher end restaurant that is, you know, employing chefs who are really trying to recreate the cultural experience, the kind of middle of the middle of the road places. To me, they're really hit or miss. So they don't. So that's uh, an important point. But what you will find are loads of casual kind of dining restaurants that are from all over the world. And that's something that's changed a lot in Marrakesh in the last 10 years. You have a lot of restaurateurs coming in from all over the world. So you'll find everything from Vietnamese food to French, of course, French food, a lot of, you know, European continental food. And one of my favorite, favorite restaurants in Marrakesh is actually Australian owned. Um, and they all of these places tend to use local ingredients, a lot of local flavors, but they're bringing in their own, you know, um, different cultural traditions. So some of my favorite ones, just to mention, in case anybody is planning to come to Marrakesh, is Plus 61. That's the Australian one. And it was just named the world one of the world's 50 best restaurants in the Middle East and North Africa. Another one as the Moroccan restaurant at the Mandarin Oriental. They have a very nice um, Moroccan restaurant and the Darl Basha Cafe. So this is a cafe coffee house that has also a really lovely menu and a beautiful, beautiful setting. So those are a couple of my favorite places to eat in the city. If you want to go out for the night, unfortunately, it's not in the cards for me because of the kids. But there are, Morocco is not a dry country. So this is an assumption people have is that there's no alcohol in Morocco. Not the case at all. Almost all restaurants have alcohol available. But if you want to go out for a night of partying, uh, some of the more upscale places that you could go are Lanvers, 
cabana or entrepot. The best choice, though, if you really, really, really want to know all about Moroccan food is to join one of our food tours <laughs> because that we really go out of our way to show people what the places that Moroccans would go to eat um, that they might not be able to find on their own. So those are all my food and drink suggestions. And my final note, as I sign off, my insider tip is there are some very, very high-end resorts in Marrakesh that maybe you can't afford to spend the night. However, most of these places offer day rates. So they offer a pool day, a pool day with lunch. So you can book most almost all places are year round. You can book a lunch and you can book a pool day. And some also have spa treatments involved for a fraction of the cost that it would be for the night. That's it. And I hope that I can see you all in Marrakesh one day soon. You've been listening to Extra Virgin, a podcast for the Epicurious. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can follow Extra Virgin Food and Travel on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. If you haven't already, go to Apple, Spotify or Google Podcasts and subscribe, rate and leave a review.